Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. Okay. Happy Monday. Welcome, friends. So we are continuing on our journey of the ethics of meditation. And we just spent a couple minutes offline just checking in after our week of being with nonviolence and the ways that it showed up um, strongly and loudly for some of us, perhaps, uh, as something that we need to pay attention to. And luckily, we're able to carry this forward. Each of these tenants sort of feeds into the next one, so we don't lose them. It's not like, oh, well, I, I didn't have enough time. You get plenty of time, all the time you need. But from nonviolence, now we're moving in to this tenant of truthfulness. The tenant of truthfulness. And just like nonviolence, And just like the three remaining tenants we have yet to talk about, when you first say the word, you're like, well, I got this in the bag, right? You're like, cool, I don't beat people up. I don't tell bald-faced lies, amazing. And then the minute we sit down and we actually start to do this work, you are, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say you, I am, wildly shocked and disappointed and dumbfounded in a way of like, look at all of this unconscious that I have not been aware of. And yay, because now I'm conscious and I get to be aware. And so we'll start tonight's exploration of truth. I want to start with a quote from Carl Jung, who wrote, a lie would make no sense unless the truth was felt to be dangerous. A lie would make no sense unless the truth was felt to be dangerous. And if you'd like, you might hold this, this quote with you through this next week as we explore truth together, because the question might be, what about this is scary? What about the choice to tell the truth feels scary to me. And we could think about this like, let's go, I think it's safe to say that all of us, at least occasionally, tell a little white lie, right? A little fudge of the truth, most likely in order to be nice, right? Now, I in my live class, it happens to be all women, and I know demographics of the podcast, it skews a little more women. And so there are a lot of us listening right now that were likely raised to be good girls, right? Be good. And in that 
message, there is this inherent, don't say it if it's not nice, right? Didn't, what, would, what, did, what did our parents say? If they were like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, right? Did you hear that? If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Now they didn't come right out and say lie, but what choice do we have when the truth is not nice? When we have to say something that is true and painful, what choice do we have? And when we're little, when we're three and four and five, we don't have enough cognitive ability to tease apart the meaning, right? As an adult, we could sit here and like really dig into that and be like, oh, well, but this is actually more important, so I'm gonna tell the truth. As a four-year-old, we don't know. We don't know, right? <laughs> Lori, <laughs> blessed from Steel Magnolias. If you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me. <laughs> yes, that should be our new motto, right? That's how we will raise our children. If you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me. Okay, so we're going to think about potentially, when am I choosing to be nice rather than real? Because truth is a practice of essentially asking us to live our lives with the utmost integrity. That's why this is so difficult. The utmost integrity. We have to be real at all times, right? Do you ever say yes to a meeting when in your head you're like, I know that's not going to work. I know. I am going to be so late that I'm going to end up texting and cancel. Do you ever do that? Or you're like, I'm going to say yes, even though it's going to require 37 juggles and five babysitters to pull this off, but I'm going to say yes. And then if it doesn't work out, I'll just cancel later. Right. And then we start to call in this element of truthfulness and you say, well, is that actually true? What would, is the real statement? The real statement is, that's going to take me 37 schedule juggles and five babysitters. No, I'm sorry, another time. So we might think about when am I being nice and not real? We might think about when am I choosing silence over self-expression? This shows up a lot, I think, with the shoulds and the should nots. Like, oh, I, I should say something or feel something. And what if I say it wrong or I don't really feel that way? Better just like not say anything at all, right? And so we start to stifle instead of speak what we actually think, what we actually feel or what we actually wonder. And a big part of that, a big part of that silencing and fear is our need to belong, right? And what happens when our, our truth asks us to push past the boundaries, the inherent rules set by our groups? by our families, by our churches and synagogues, by our neighborhoods, by our offices. 
And all of a sudden we feel our truth pushing up against those boundaries. That's super scary, right? To risk suddenly not belonging. So we can say truthfulness very flippant, right? But then the minute we start to pay attention to it, you're like, oh, oh, there's nothing flippant about this. It's not necessarily that easy. It starts to ask a very high sense of tolerance for discomfort, for risk. It asks of us a lot of courage. And you know, really, if you think about it, it's so interesting. Meditation really could be a practice of building the tolerance of our own truth. Right? Meditation could be a practice of building our tolerance for our own truth. I, you know, I was, when I was writing this Dharma talk, I was remembering one of my favorite little meme video social media things that was early 2020 was all the videos Leslie Jordan did. Do you remember him doing these quarantine videos? They were so good. It's like sitting on the couch cackling and crying, right? And there's one and he's sitting on his kitchen counter like little cross legs, his fingers in the, the little meditation mudra. And he's like, okay, we're gonna meditate. We're gonna meditate. Om. He's like, oh my God, no. Like why would anybody wanna be here? It's terrifying in here. And he gets up and jumps off the kitchen counter and runs away. And it was so funny because it was so true. I think this is the reason meditation feels so hard, so impossible for so many of us, is we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to ignore truths. And then we sit down to meditate and we have to notice what we're really thinking and we have to feel what we're really feeling. And all of that stuff that we've been like, I'm not gonna think about that. I'm not gonna feel that. Well, now it's here and it's loud and it's insistent. So of course, when we start, it's easy to be like, oh my God, no, I don't wanna be in here. This is terrible. But what we're doing when we bring this tenant of truthfulness in is now we realize, oh, what I'm really doing is listening to the truth of myself. Right? I shared before we started recording, we start talking about nonviolence. I'm paying attention to nonviolence and I start really noticing the threads of violence in some of my thoughts, the way that I talk to myself. And it could be so easy to be like, but I'm a meditation teacher. I, 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 I better not feel that way or talk that way or admit it, right? I better be up here on my pedestal like I have mastered all of the issues. It, 
Of course, that could be so easy to do. But the tenet of truthfulness says, well, that's not actually true. I'm out here struggling too, right? We're doing this work together. And so we start to pull threads of truth through our practice. Now, here's the piece I love. In the Yoga Sutra, one of the first statements when we get into these ethical teachings is that all of the teachings are rooted in nonviolence. And so with every teaching we learn, we need to circle ourselves back and ask, how does truthfulness act in relation to nonviolence? How does truthfulness act in relation to nonviolence? And let's remember the quote from Carl Jung, right? A lie would make no sense unless the truth was felt to be dangerous. Why are we violent? Because something scared us, right? Do you remember that from talk one? Violence is always accompanied by fear. And what did we just find out about truthfulness? It is scary. It's scary. And so first and foremost, Let's be mindful that what we're doing can produce feelings of fear. And we have, to we have to lean on the work we've already done towards cultivating nonviolence and carry that forward so that when we, when we say something incorrectly, when we tell a little white lie, when we aren't, we aren't real, we're nice. We don't act harmfully towards ourselves. We don't speak words of violence to ourselves because we're trying to be truthful and we messed up, right? We also think about nonviolence in the way that we express truth to others. Because it's not like we're all going to walk around just throwing truth bombs at people and not worrying about the damage it causes. That's not the point of truthfulness, right? Maybe being a good girl isn't quite the right language. Maybe being nice isn't the right language, but kind, I think, is still really, really a part of truthfulness. And I think about... I think it's Brene Brown who says that clear is kind, right? Clear is kind. When you speak clearly, that is kind. And so we might hold that when we think about sharing truth with others. We can speak clearly and truthfully and we can make sure that our intention isn't malice. Our intention isn't to harm someone or hurt someone, right? Our intention is to speak our truth with kindness. This is a very thin balance beam to walk and will take practice for all of us. 
over and over again. I, when I first learned these ethical teachings, truthfulness was really the one that jumped out at me. Like, wow, I really need and want to pay attention to this. And I chose to focus on it for a year. I incorporated it into my practice for an entire year. And it's, it was a work in progress that whole year of cultivating tolerance for the incredible discomfort, for learning how to say things clearly, right? Because it's like, if you're so used to being nice all the time, and then all of a sudden you decide to be truthful, you might not do it so nicely at first. And you could, you can notice that and work on it. Right. And we, we build our ability to balance clear, truthful, kind. Okay. So we're going to do our practice and we're going to start to call in truthfulness. And let me just real quickly say this one last thing that I didn't say with all of these, we hear them and likely we're like, Oh, I'm in. Now I'm doing this now. And let's just remember always that we just start where we are. So it might be that to start a practice of truthfulness, it's like, could I just be truthful to myself with myself in the 10 minutes that I meditate? Just that. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent truth all the time in every aspect immediately. We work our way there. That's the goal, but it doesn't have to happen immediately. It can start just within yourself to yourself. Can I be honest? Let's find out. Yeah. Okay. So take a moment just to uncross your legs and cross them the other way, perhaps to wiggle around in your seat, to set yourself back. If you need to just to set yourself in a way that feels safe and comfortable. And you find your hands resting in your lap. If you'd like to close your eyes, feel free. And if you prefer to take a soft gaze down towards the ground, well, you can always do so. together as a group here, let's start our practice with a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. And we'll do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And then allowing your breath to flow. And letting your practice begin as you silently say to yourself, now is my time to meditate.
Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, hopefully you feel a sense of settling. Those words are your reminder. This is our moment to let go of everything we've already done. to let go of everything that is still calling our names. And for this brief time that we have together, we get to simply sit here and be And so you allow your breath to flow freely. And you invite the edges of the body to soften. Letting go of any gripping or tension that you notice. Softening through your belly. Your chest. Softening across the tops of your shoulders. And along your jaw. Letting go of the inside of the cheeks. The skin around the eyes. Letting go of the muscle across your forehead. and softening the space behind the forehead. And for a moment here, we'll draw our attention to the breath. Maybe feeling or imagining the breath moving up and down your spine. Inhaling all the way up the length of the spine. and exhaling all the way down the length of the spine.
without any need to rush or force. Next time your awareness is down at the very base of your spine, take a moment to breathe in and out at the base of the spine. And feel yourself breathing in and out with the idea of truthfulness. down at the base of the spine here. Truthfulness. And as you breathe, Let your awareness travel up just a few inches towards the sacrum, that flat triangular shaped bone, low back. In and out here at the sacrum and again, we're breathing in and out with the element of truthfulness. You might imagine or feel truth flowing here. Without any rush, your awareness travels a little higher up the spine. Pausing behind the belly button. 
breathing in and out of the navel center. Calling in the element of truthfulness. Maybe feeling or imagining it as a spark. breath you let your awareness move up the spine until you're in the center of the chest the heart center breathing in and out the element of truthfulness Feeling truth as the very air that we breathe. moves up once again landing in the center of the throat breathing in and out with truthfulness and feeling truth as the space that holds everything else Feeling truth as the container.
breathing up right into the midbrain. Truthfulness flowing in and out of the midbrain, feeling it as an origin point. all the way up to the crown of the head. With the crown of the head feeling truthfulness beyond anything we've known before. A truthfulness that supersedes definition or experience. Feeling your breath moving in and out. And drawing your awareness back down through the midbrain. Truth, truth, truth. And down into the center of the throat. Truth, truth, truth. Breathing down into the center of the heart. Truth, truth, truth. And down into the navel center. Truth, truth, truth. Dropping down to the sacrum. Truth, truth, truth. And then all the way down to the very base of the pelvis. Truth, truth, truth.
feeling your breath flow. Maybe taking a few deeper breaths, letting that breath move through your body. Wiggling into your fingers and toes, finding your edges once again. And together here, let's take one last deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice to blink your eyes open. And to carry your practice of truthfulness out into the week ahead. Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.